In the unprecedented times of the 2020 pandemic, our country's digital divide became widely exposed and the effects of increasing economic and digital inequalities became more apparent. As the founder and president of a technology firm, Ed Christmas questioned the reason for this, as well as the underrepresentation of blacks in the field of technology and entrepreneurship. On this podcast, Ed Christmas talks with guests about what is their why and the road they are on to bring our society to a place of greater economic and digital equality while sharing the good news of those making a difference. Welcome to The Road to Why, presented through the partnership of Cisco and Sology Solutions, a proud member of the African-American Cisco partner community. Welcome to The Road to Why, where we highlight people that are having an impact in our communities and the journey they've taken. I'm Ed Christmas, the host of this show. I have the pleasure of being joined here by Larry Hall, President and CEO of QNET Managed Services. Welcome, Larry, and thanks for joining. How are you today? Great. Thanks, Ed. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Larry, uh, the road to why we like to discuss with people how they got to where they are. You're doing amazing things in the community here with your company. So why don't we start off by you telling us a little bit about QNET? Thank you. Uh, well, we started QNET in 1999, uh, right during the uh, major part of the Y2K uh, bust, if you remember that far back. And uh, a lot of people thought this was the, uh, the worst time in the world to start a new company. But having worked for a major uh, oil and gas company for 22 years, I thought it was time to step out and try doing something on my own. Right. And so we started the company in 1999. Uh, we've been in business a little over 20 years now, 24 years to be exact. Mm -hmm. So Larry, in understanding your journey, can you tell the audience a little bit about what QNET is and what they do? Yes, uh, QNET is a technology managed service provider. And what that really means is we manage other businesses' IT infrastructure. And many of the small businesses do not have the IT resources. resources internally, and we are becoming their resources, actually managing their email and their servers and their routers, their switches, the technology. In 24 years and starting a small company, which I know a lot about, you've seen a lot of things. You're the executive, you're the manager, you're the trainer, you're the recruiter. Tell me in your experience, what did you learn from that in building that up? Well, it, it was quite an experience, and you're exactly right. When you're just starting out and all of a sudden you win something big and you're not structured to do all of that, all of a sudden now you have a payroll, you have HR, you have to hire people, you have to have uh, insurance. You have all these things that happen all at once mm. when you're really small, and all right. of a sudden you win something large, and you right. now have to scale up quickly to do that. The dog that caught the car, right? Exactly. <laughs> but what I think um, helped me be prepared and be successful into ramping up is because I had worked for a very large corporation and I had been a manager at a very high level. So I was used to working in the environment to where I could actually scale and do those things. You understood what it took to scale the business. Exactly. Uh, talk to me when we talk about small businesses, some of the challenges they're faced with is resources. Tell me how you were able to overcome that because I would imagine you're competing with some of the larger 
managed service businesses. Uh, and being an uh, African-American business, uh, being able to recruit these resources, tell me uh, what approach did you take to that? Well, the first approach, just like most, is you go with those that you've worked with before. Mm -hmm. And I had several employees that wanted to work with me after I left the corporation. And I actually brought them on to my payroll, working with me as a startup company. Okay. And, and a lot of those same employees are still working for me today. That's awesome. Because that's, that's what it takes. You gotta, you gotta start with someone that you know and trust and you know their skill set. Mm -hmm. So that was the start. And then from there, it's a matter of finding relationships and building relationships with companies that can provide resources for you in the technology area. And being that I had worked in the corporation before, I had some of those relationships already as well. So I utilized the relationships that I had already established. Gotcha. What, what do you see as some of the challenges being an entrepreneur, uh, African-American? What challenges does uh, your company face or faced at one point? The, the biggest challenge uh, we faced as a company is access to capital. Um, you, you're first recognized as a small business, so large company, uh, banks don't want to take the risk of a small startup. You haven't proven yourself yet mm -hmm. as a corporation, so they don't want to give you the funds necessary to grow. Even though you can show them a business plan mm -hmm. and you can show them how you're structured to uh, be successful, for some reason, it's not always uh, yeah. equitable for them to give you the funds you need to do that. That's a story we've heard over and over again. Yes. So after 24 plus years, share with me uh, what your legacy will be. What, what is your vision going forward? What would you like to see come out of the business? What, what I would really like to see is uh, the ability to help other businesses grow. And technology is the way they're going to be able to grow, right. right? Because it can fulfill a lot of the needs they have initially that they can't hire resources to do and like we used to do before the technology was as popular. Mm -hmm. You're gonna need the technology to help you grow. And you're gonna need the technology to help you expand to levels and areas that you are not in today. And one of the legacies and things that I would really like it to do is, is to help businesses utilize the technologies to grow their business. That's Absolutely. one of the things I really like to help do. No, that makes a lot of sense. In, in 24 years, I would imagine, Larry, your company has impacted uh, the community and lives of others. You've probably given individuals a chance to learn technology in your company where other companies wouldn't have taken that risk for the individual, is that a fair statement? That is a fair statement, yes. And you talked about helping other companies. I've understood that you've recently uh, taken a role of president of the Greater Southwest uh, Black Chamber of Commerce. So first of all, uh, congratulations Thank on you. that role. Uh, share with me a little bit about that organization and what they're trying to do. Yes, I uh, am now the, the president of the Greater Southwest Black Chamber of Commerce. I was on the board for a couple of years, and the current president passed away recently, mm. and that opportunity was afforded to me to take over and help grow our businesses in the southern sector, which okay. uh, I uh, take great pride in, and it actually helped me fulfill the legacy that I mentioned earlier. 
and that I see some of the struggles and challenges that these businesses are having. And I believe with the experience that I've had over the last 20 years, afford me the opportunity to help them mm -hmm. look at things differently and help them position themselves to where they can be successful and grow their businesses as well. Absolutely. And them not having that uh, corporate experience that you had exactly. uh, is probably a, a great uh, opportunity for them, for them to learn. Um, with that, what are the challenges the chamber faces? Well, one of the largest challenges is, is being able to uh, fund some of the activities mm -hmm. and fund some of the uh, workshops that's needed to help businesses recognize opportunities and how to get experience in areas of the business world mm -hmm. uh, is, is one of the biggest challenges that I, I have currently. Gotcha. Um, one of the other challenges uh, that I currently have is when you're taking over something that you don't have the mentor that was in place prior to you. Mm, transition. The transition part of it is taking its toll and having to transition and build things from anew. Exactly. Right. So that's one of the other challenges that I'm currently facing that how, we're, we're moving forward. How with. strong is the membership? How many members do you have? We have over 80 members currently. Uh, and that is growing every day. Sology uh, Solutions is one of those. Solid Solutions is one of them. <laughs> okay. And uh, we appreciate your membership and certainly will be utilizing your experience to help as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Because your, your experience also will help us grow this as well. No, you guys are doing some great things and I'm excited to be a part of that. And any chamber like that, that's especially in the south corridor of the mm -hmm. city, uh, that's important. Uh, talk to me about your volunteering. I know... Uh, you've worked in underserved communities. I know you've been involved with DISD, uh, as I have. Uh, share that experience with me. Yes, that's something I'm really proud of in that uh, I saw a need where a lot of the students, especially the African-American males, were having difficulty in graduating from high school. And when they graduate from high school, they didn't have a path to success. Mm. Many of them uh, would end up in prison mm. uh, uh, or in, in places they shouldn't be. And so I saw an opportunity to mentor these young kids at an early age. And I think you got to start when they're young. Mm -hmm. uh, many of these, this uh, third through uh, sixth grade, I have lunch with them once a week. Mm. I go over and uh, mentor them. And many of them have never met an African-American CEO. Mm. They've heard of a lot of the famous basketball players <laughs> and football players, right. but they never have really met or talked to someone that can give them a new perspective on a career path. That, and a lot of them were failing in their classes, not motivated. And I found after a while just having that time with them and sharing with them some other options they should consider, many of them grades would improve mm. by letter grade even and a lot of them are passing and a lot of them are starting to become a lot more successful and interested in doing the things it take to to get into a technology field right. if you will no i always use the term uh in these underserved communities our youth have lost their hope and vision and a lot of that has to do with mentoring ex uh, exposure what type of exposure they're uh, getting at the end of the day, um, 
I don't think we could just rely on our education system. So uh, I commend what you're doing. I think we have to do a lot more of that. In, in saying that, uh, what is the messaging you would tell our young adults when you say set your sight on something or uh, provide them vision and hope? What, what would you share with them? One of the things I would share with them is to go to school, get your education, prepare for the future. And uh, a lot of them are uh, struggling with a home life, with the parents. So when they leave school, but trying to keep them focused on the things that's going to make them successful and, and trying to get them to think about things they're interested in doing mm -hmm. long term and then giving them a, a blueprint for how you would uh, take the right courses, you would actually do the right things to get to that mm -hmm. place at some point in your career. Have a game plan. Have a game plan. And, and, and that's the key. They're probably not being exposed to enough of that, and that's what we have to change uh, to change the outcome, right? Exactly. Uh, in saying that, if you look at technology and entrepreneurship, uh, we are underrepresented in both of those areas. And you could say there's several reasons for that. You talk about banking and all of that. But at the end of the day, uh, whether it's corporations, local government, organizations, education system, what do you think we have to do to change those numbers? Because they're significantly low, especially oh, yeah. in technology. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and that was well uh, exposed during the pandemic. Absolutely. Our communities were the communities that did not have access to the technology to continue to do school remotely, mm -hmm. right? And so we have to do a better job of actually getting uh, government and getting the large corporations in technology to help fulfill that gap of the broadband in the underserved locations. And that's another area that I've been working real hard to try to leverage to use the experience and the knowledge I have of the technology to help get those communities where they can have access to the technology, right? Because everything is built around that. If they don't have that access, many of them don't get to do their homework mm -hmm. uh, if, if they're out sick or if their parents uh, are, are not there to, to support them in that way. So one of, the, one of the main things is we've got to get the private and public sector working together, together. Yeah, absolutely. To, to change that. And in my mind, broadband is just one step. I think there's reskilling. Uh, the one thing about technology, it's a field that doesn't require higher ed. So I think a lot of our youth are, uh, are concerned about having to go to college, but you could be a software developer, a network engineer, uh, at a high school and yes. uh, make a decent earning, which leads me into our elected officials. Uh, if they're talking about having an economic impact in these underserved communities, it has to start with jobs. And a company like yours, QNET, yes. which uh, has a great interest in hiring and mentoring and training uh, would be a great example of how uh, you can have an impact in those communities. So I would ask you, as you work with your customers, do they understand the impact of a local business over an outside business? Many don't. 
and and you you you're right on in that the local businesses actually are the ones that actually hire in that community right right and i try to make sure i give them that opportunity many times just a two-year technical school outfits them with the skills necessary to do a lot of what we do as a managed service provider. Right. Many of them can work on desktop computers and work as a service desk, a help desk, just from getting those two-year certifications. And then we can hire them to be successful in their own community. And right. that's what's missing. The local uh, companies, the larger companies, they're not looking local. They're looking national. Right. And it's not just this community, it's community around the country right. have the same problems that I see. Absolutely. And you talk about a tax base, right? New revenue in the community increases tax base. It's a, it's a eco cycle, right? It's, it's a win-win for everybody. It's a win-win for everyone. So why, don't, why do you think we don't see more of local uh, procurement? That's a real good question. Um, and, and it, it's really uh, disappointing when I see companies come from other major areas into our communities and win, and we have a more difficult winning locally that's going to actually reinvigorate the economy Community. locally. Uh, I think it's back to what you said. It's the private and public sector coming together uh, and addressing this problem. Uh, Larry, you're doing some amazing things. Uh, your company has been successful for 20-something years. Uh, I commend in everything you're doing, engaging with the community, engaging with our youth. Uh, what would you like to say in closing to uh, our audience here today? I would just like to encourage our youth to uh, not give up. Uh, I grew up in an underserved rural area myself. I, I grew up in Louisiana. I didn't have... Uh, access to mentors of levels that I see today. But I had a, a, a teacher, a math teacher, that actually uh, gave me an idea of becoming an engineer. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't even know what an engineer was. I haven't been exposed to that at, at an early age. So I would say, if, if I can do it, you can do it. Absolutely. Just stay focused. Listen to your teachers. They're there help to help you actually uh, be successful in a successful career in technology. Excellent. So, you know, if I just go through your journey uh, and the reason for the name of the show, the journey to why you started in corporate, you had some influencers in your life that gave you uh, hope and vision. Uh, and now you're at a spot where, is it fair to say you understand your why and why you're here? I know you mentioned about your leadership capability and you believe it's a, it's a gift from God, which I would agree with. Uh, you understand your why. I, I believe I do. Um, uh, I, I was actually in leadership all of my career, actually from high school, being uh, president of my senior class and then graduating and going into uh, college, uh, being leaders of various organizations on campus, uh, Louisiana Tech, uh, and then from there being a leader in my church, uh, from there being a leader of various organizations sitting on various boards. All of that has stepped me into a leadership role, and now I have to give that back. 
I think a leader has to give back and have to look at how they can serve those mm -hmm. that are underserved. A servant leader. A servant Absolutely. Leader. Awesome. Larry, uh, I think the message here today for our youth is, you know, there is hope. Have vision. Don't be afraid. There's mentors out there. Get involved. Uh, broaden your perspective. Yes. Uh, I appreciate you on the show today. Uh, again, you're doing wonderful things. Love working with you. We've done some business together. Yes. Uh, so I hope to continue that. Uh, so that's it. We're wrapping up the show for today. Uh, again, we want to understand the uh, road to why and what people are doing in our communities. So until next time, be blessed. <laughs>